passion happens without success, but true success never happens without passion. You have to enjoy and deeply connect with your work. And linked to this, I came across a few years ago one of what I think is the most profound and powerful model about self-fulfillment. It's a Japanese concept called Ikigai, and it captures the, the reason for being of one soul. And it's this magic place when you can combine what you love with what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what makes a difference in the world. Hi, I'm Lauren Stiving, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today, we've invited Sylvie Moreau to share with us the journey she went on to find her personal leadership style, which she identifies as the three H's of head, hands, and heart. Sylvie was until recently the president of Coty Professional Beauty and a member of the Coty Executive Committee. Her 1.9 billion US dollar division portfolio is home to some of the most iconic brands in beauty, and we're very excited to hear her journey. Welcome, Sylvie. Thank you, Lauren, for the opportunity. I'm really delighted to take part in your series of podcasts. Well, thank you. Well, let's jump right into it. I'm sure that it wasn't easy, you know, identifying your leadership style. Can you walk me through a bit of the journey of how you got here? I studied business and started my career in France in marketing at Procter & Gamble over 25 years ago. And after 10 years in France, I moved as a young mother to Geneva for roles with European and global scope, first on the retail hair brands, then on the professional hair division of P&G. In 2016, I joined Coty as part of its merger with Procter & Gamble Specialty Beauty Business, and I became the global president of one of the three divisions of Coty. And so this last December, the business I was in charge became an independent company again as a joint okay. venture between the well-respective private equity firm KKR and Coty, which is super exciting, 140 years after the founding of the original Wella company. And so as we speak now, I'm taking some time off after full-on 23 years in PNG, full-on four years at Coty, because you know, Lauren, as much as I love the professional industry, the brands, and, and most of all, its people, I also believe it's very important to know when to move on. Yeah. And I know that my mission has been fulfilled, having led Wella to independence again, and I feel it will be my, my legacy. Well, great. And how would you describe your leadership style, Sylvie? I feel fortunate to have worked with and learned from many great leaders throughout my career. And through my experience, I've developed a strong belief in the power of creating a workplace based on accountability, high standards, but also mutual respect, trust, strong relationships, and a deep sense of belonging. So, I aspire to embody what I like to call the three H leadership. Okay. Lead with the head, lead with the hands, but also lead with the heart. Yeah. What does that mean to you and how do you use this to be a better leader? Lead with the head. It's about the importance of understanding your category and competitive landscape. The importance of having a compelling purpose, vision, and set of goals, and also well-defined and choiceful business strategy. But I also believe in hands-on leadership. So showing accountability and mastery in what you do, being visible and approachable as a leader, close to the field and where the action is, and really willing to contribute to the team. 
And then finally, to round this off, and so important these days, live with a heart. So it's about the ability to connect with consumers and your customers, about the talent to attract, to engage, and to retain your team. And I feel that the art is to combine the three, because I don't think we should compromise one aspect over another and have any trade-offs between head, hands, and heart. Sure. And what, let's say, two to three tips that you would give to your younger self to really dial up your impact as a leader? Oh, that's a big question. Thankfully, I, a few years ago, I had the pleasure of participating in a panel with that theme. So I had the chance to uh, deeply reflect on, on what would be the top three things that I believe would have served me the most. As a younger professional, and hopefully that can help younger professionals listening to your podcast. So my first tip would be, you can only seize what you see. And this tip has greatly helped me throughout my professional career, because early on, even at a young age, as a professional, I've always tried to set the agenda with a clear long term. And it starts by understanding the business and being aware about where you are now, which mm -hmm. is a step most organizations neglect, before you define where you want to be in the future. And, and whichever role you have, whichever level you have in the organization, whichever new challenge uh, I would be given, I would really spend time understanding the business and formalizing the strategy up front. Uh, because I think an aligned understanding of the landscape and an aligned strategy allows you to be the best steward of the business. It allows you to increase your influence and it helps galvanize the whole team. Sure. So that would be the first tip. My second lesson experienced every step of my career. A freaking proverb that I really love. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So it's, it's all about the power of people and having the right team. And I've been and I'm still very deliberate to surround myself with an outstanding and diverse group of people and to coach my team so that they can thrive below me. Because I, I believe you rise by lifting others. Passion happens without success, but true success never happens without passion. You have to enjoy and deeply connect with your work. And linked to this, I, uh, I came across a few years ago one of what I think is the most profound and powerful model about self-fulfillment. It's a Japanese concept called Ikigai. Okay. And it captures the, the reason for being of, of one soul. And it's this magic place when you can combine what you love with what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what makes a difference in the world. And that center point, Ikigai, I have to say that in my role as president of the professional beauty division at Koti, I was really blessed to be able to combine my personal passion with my profession. Well, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I mean, every leader has some strengths and also learns a lot from failures that they've had throughout their career, which I think can really help others as well. So how have your failures informed or influenced you as a leader? Someone said, you know, fail stands for F from A, action, I, L, learn. From action, I learn. And I completely agree with this because my approach is really to I prefer testing and trying and improving ideas and execution fast. And through this whole process, getting to a better place. Now, if you really probe me on, you know, what are the mistakes and what influence they've had, 
on me as a leader, I would tell you probably that the most regrets I have had, they, you know, fall in two categories. And they really reinforce two deep beliefs I now have as a professional. One, the team composition is the biggest business decision a leader makes. And while I was telling you in general, I've been surrounded by great talent and I feel blessed to have led fantastic teams. I did make errors on letting some people go too slow. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, on hiring too fast, some of them, without the thorough unprompted reference check. So, you know, team is a very big business decision. And then the second mistake or regret falls into the camp of confronting with the reality of the trenches. Execution is everything. And sometimes we tend in the boardroom to really overestimate how smooth things will go in reality and not factor in the execution losses. And I can tell you, like in a very operational business like professional, I did make some errors, especially on go-to-market changes to not really face the reality of execution. And now I know not to overlook this. And what would you suggest to others that are trying to find their personal purpose and leadership style? You know, for me, it really happened unconsciously at first. And then over time, it became obvious. You know, personally, what I'm passionate about is helping all business executives, but in particular women, to flourish and to believe in themselves so that they can have it all. But the most important advice I would give you or anyone who's looking for their purpose and their leadership style is one, to be authentic, and two, to be intentional. Because, you know, you lead by example. So what you stand for needs to be based on your values and what really matters to you. In my case, I believe in the strength of women being equal to men, and I champion individuality and inclusion. So being very intentional about expressing this helped me stand out for the things that I wanted to be recognized for, and it helped me you know, have consistent behaviors with what I believed in. And just to give you an example, uh, Lauren, to illustrate this on intentionality, you know, when I became general manager at PNG. It's a very big step in a very big milestone in in the PNG career. And I was deliberate about being unapologetically a woman, feminine and indulging in the beauty care category, which I was working in. So as a result, for example, for many years, I have always come to work wearing a dress or a skirt and, of course, running on heels. It was my deliberate intention you know, to express my personality and and somehow my purpose of showing that you can be showing your true colors at work as a very feminine woman. No, I think that that makes sense. And yeah, being purposeful about it, knowing who you are and not necessarily changing to fit a mold that either exists or you think exists, but to just stay true to yourself. That's crazy. Absolutely. I, I love this quote to say that, you know, if you want to perform, you cannot conform. If you conform, you're losing all this energy to be a different you, while if you are honest with yourself and your authentic self, you can really focus on performing, not conforming. Do you see the future of, let's say, leadership changing because of COVID-19 and and new ways of working? And yeah, if so, how? Well, for sure. You know, our lives, they've seen a sudden, unpredictable and overwhelming change. And, And it's very clear that the pandemic will leave a profound and lasting impact on the society and on the economy and in our leadership culture. 
you know, it can feel daunting. I want to look at this optimistically because it's an opportunity to shift to the better overall. And I'm hopeful that we will all raise to the challenge to build back better, not go back to where we come from, but to use this opportunity to create a more sustainable, a more inclusive and a more equitable environment and society for all. And, you know, companies today must be more horizontal in their organization. They need to be more diversified in their talent, more inclusive in their leadership, more flexible, more agile in terms of work location. And these are essential aspects to attract and to retain talent. And personally, these are the key characteristics that I will personally look for and ultimately build in the new company I will join to create the new next fulfilling chapter in my professional life. I don't know which company yet, but I know which culture I will look for and ultimately champion and, and build. Well, Sylvie, thank you so much for being so open and honest and sharing your thoughts on this topic. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you, Lauren. I really enjoyed our conversation and the preparation for this talk. And I hope some of these tips and experiences will help our audience along the way. Thank you again, Lauren. Thank you.